Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Now, this is a thrill as we continue Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joining us now on the Shell Penzo Performance Line, and they do not do this often. They are the stars for the last almost two decades of ESPN's extraordinarily popular show, Pardon the Interruption, and they are with me together, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. Gentlemen, thank you. How are you? I had no idea you were going to get Wilbon to do this. We don't do this often because I don't do it ever, and the average is not often at that point. Wilbon was on my podcast this morning, did not say he was going to do this, and now I'm totally outnumbered two to one by Northwestern people, and I'm, I'm reeling. I am reeling from this. <laughs> Michael, we do have them outnumbered. We, we should have them outnumbered. I mean, it, how many people are from Binghamton anyway? So we ought <laughs> to have them. Cool, baby. Stay we ought cool. to have them outnumbered, Greeny. Michael Wilbon, who is the dean, the president, the captain of the Medill Mafia, and, and Tony Kornheiser. And Tony, I will start with you. We have spent a lot of this day talking about Luka Doncic and, and I love when you talk about, you know, basketball stars of the past uh, going back over the course of time to those that I watched when I was younger and to those that I didn't even get a chance to see. Through your eyes, you got a kid here who just turned 21. This is his first postseason. What do you think we're seeing right now in Luca? This is a totally true story word for word. I was watching. I drifted in and out of that game. The game was over. Um, you know, Dallas was down by 20. They didn't have Porzingis. It's a no-hope situation. I switch over from the golf. I'm in the fourth quarter, and suddenly Dallas is leading. And it it goes to overtime, but Dallas wins the overtime on that incredible shot by Doncic. Within 10 seconds, Wilbon's phone rings. He picks up, and I say, exactly who is better than this guy right now? Exactly who? And, Michael, you said what? Well, you you would still take if you had – a game tonight and your life was on the line. I mean, you still take LeBron and Kawhi sure. and Antetokounmpo, mm, but the, the list is the list is very, very short because uh, he's. This is an extraordinary thing we're seeing with a guy who's 21 years old with this kind of game and this kind of poise and a flair for the dramatic, and his name even fits in the stories of his life. And last year. He was trying to inbound the ball, and he hears somebody behind him in L.A. speaking Slovenian, and he turns around, and it's Kobe mm. sitting with his daughter. Mm. And, just, you know, it, there's, there, he just seems to have everything around him seems to be setting up for something dramatic and sort of unbelievable. Well, tell so me, I, would, I would give you a couple of names yeah. who, who it seemed to me have this excitement quality that you want to go see them. And I'm not going to give you large people, because I, th- I think it has to be somebody with his hands on the ball a lot. I think that's the fair comparison. And in my lifetime, and not to say that, that either of these guys turned out in, in pro basketball to be as good as perhaps Doncic will, but this kind of excitement for me of someone of a similar size, David Thompson and Pete Maravich, mm. they're the two that immediately come to mind for me. Mike, would you agree with either of those? Well, he's bigger. I remember he's six seven. He's six seven, and he's not even got a man's body yet. He's kind of soft relative to what we expect him to be. So I, I I'm going bigger. I'm going Magic Johnson because okay. he because he has the ball. I mean, he's the playmaker. I don't care what he's listed at. He he's, he's a point guard in the way basketball is played today. He had the ball yeah. every possession. 
uh, that game. And so, yes, Tony, those guys brought a level of excitement because they were like circus characters. I mean, they were, they yeah. were you know. Yeah. But Doncic, I'm going to go. It, it, there's a combination, and this is blasphemy for somebody of my age, and given my relationship with one of these guys, he's got qualities of magic and bird. Wow. And, you know, look, they won in their first and second years in the league, and he's not going to do either one of those things. And Dallas has got to get better, and they have to learn how to guard people. But he's got the right coach in Rick Carlisle. He may have a great cast member in Porzingis. They have to figure out, they have to go get a guy, a tough guy, an enforcer in an old-fashioned way that says, if you take on Doncic like the Clippers have physically, we'll knock you out. And there are people who are free agents like that, you know, like Ibaka and like Montrez Harrell. There are people who are going to be free agents in Dallas. is going to have to get one of them to ride shotgun with this kid. But, my God, he is extraordinary. Tony and Mike from PTI with me on ESPN Radio. So, Tony, let me come back to you then on the first yep. thing you asked, because I had this conversation with Jalen Rose on Friday and several others. If I gave you the choice right now, and you could start a, a, a basketball franchise with any human being currently walking the face of planet Earth, and I'll give you ahead of time the ages. Doncic is 21. Giannis is 25. And you could choose anybody you want. Who are you taking? Well, I mean, I'm a person who, you know, always bets on LeBron James. But, but I'm not going to start a franchise with him now because of his age. Um, I, I want somebody with the ball in his hand. I mean, the basketball that I grew up with is not the basketball that is played now. The basketball that I grew up with is the basketball of Oscar Robertson and Magic Johnson, you know, that, that I watched – if you have the ball in your hands all the time, you can do more for your team than if you are dependent on somebody else to get you the ball. Based on what I've seen with Doncic and his age and his fearlessness, you know, because you, you have to not be afraid to take those shots. There are very good players who don't want to take those shots. I suspect I would start with him. I suspect I would. Michael? Doncic. That's easy for me. I mean, because there's some players that, uh, yes, it would be LeBron James, obviously. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the one wince I might have is Kawhi Leonard. Because even though he lost the duel yesterday, <laughs> down the stretch of that game, Kawhi Leonard made every play. He made the pass, for God's sake, for the shot that put the Clippers right. ahead. Right. So I, right. I, might say, I might say Kawhi. At what is Kawhi? Twenty-eight now, maybe he's been in the league for a while. He's got some wear and tear in terms of his body. Doncic is again. I, I, I think I might. And I'm, not, I'm just look. I don't want to act like I'm overlooking James Harden. Not a fan. Um, if it was years younger, you know, Chris Paul. While he has not won a championship, neither is Harden. Neither is Antetokounmpo. Um, he's he's got the ball. He's fearless, and he has hit major shots and been a great player deep into the playoffs before this sort of. You know, star-crossed injury thing has gotten him more than once. It has Chris Paul. But, man, how do you go 21 years old against a guy who every game, at the end of the game, somebody's saying something, uh, putting him in company with Oscar or Magic or Barkley. I mean, the list he joined yesterday, 40-point triple-doubles in the playoffs. Barkley and Oscar, that's it. Mm. That's the list. I mean, he's, he's in his list with Hall of Fame people who are also charismatic basketball gods. And that, that, that matters to me. Um, I mean, that, if you're going to market somebody, which in this sport, unlike pro football, unlike any other sport, 
the, the, the personality, the individuality, the signature of a great player is part of what you're buying. How, how, do, you, how do you say no to this kid? I mean, I, 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 and I know yesterday is we can become prisoner of the moment. And Shaq was frowning last night on the Turner show when Kenny Smith and Charles were saying, no, it's this kid. And Shaq was saying, wait a minute, you know, it could be it's Steph Curry in, in another minute and a half. It has been a lot of people, but right now it is this kid. And Kawhi is 29, by the way. Tony and Michael from PTI with me on, um, on ESPN Radio. Let me change up topics here. Uh, it's sort of a solemn day in a lot of ways, Michael. We, we saw yesterday was Kobe Bryant's birthday. Would have been his 42nd birthday. And today, August 24th, 824, his two numbers. A lot of different ways in which they are commemorating that. And with, in what has been a year, unlike anything, I, I guess, in any of our memories in 2020, as you go back, it, it started with that in January, and I, I just wanted to get Michael starting with you. Just your thoughts here, as 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 we are all brought back to that yesterday on social media and elsewhere, and, and they'll do things. The Lakers and others will do things in the NBA tonight. Just your thoughts on that as as um, as we approach this milestone yesterday. Well, you just become sad all over again. I don't know of any other response. I, I you know, there's a, a video, an essay, a tribute, if you will, that. Um, ran on Sports Center yesterday that I did, which is up on all the various platforms now. And when I did this last week, you know, I tried. I didn't want to be so maudlin about it. And 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 you can only be so upbeat. It's, it's only been seven months, and uh, you know, people are commemorating this in a way that I would expect them to, particularly now with this you know bizarre playoff circumstance going on, and. Um, you know, it, it was just interesting seeing the various uh, tributes. And, and, again, Luka Doncic having his own personal moment. And, and so many people, the older you are, the closer you are to basketball, the more personalized the, the moment is. And I, I won't go into them because I've done that twice this year. And it is sad, but it is necessary. And I think it is more necessary to celebrate this birthday, uh, given when this happened, given what people have been through since then, and given that people aren't over it yet and aren't likely to be anytime soon. Tony, what, what's the right thing to say on a day like this? I, I'm, I will go back uh, to a personal note that, um, that Mike and I share. We were coming out of a golf course. We were in Florida the day that this happened. We were coming out of playing around a golf together when we were told by our host that there was this thing, right, Mike, on the Internet, that Kobe Bryant had perished in a, uh, in a helicopter crash. So we got that news at exactly the same time. And I think, Mike, that on your way, we took different cars, but I think you went on, you went on ESPN. No, we were, no, we were in the same car. I was in the front on the radio oh, the entire okay, that's time. Right. You're doing, right, he was doing, doing he was radio doing interviews. Radio. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, the entire yeah, time. I, I measure my life as a sports writer, um, not as somebody on television, um, but as a sports writer. And so I measure the athletes as to how much I enjoyed their company in the locker room. And Kobe Bryant, for me, was really high up there because he was, and I don't mean this in any sort of disparaging way. I mean this as tribute. He was contemptuous sometimes of his own teammates. He'd pull you aside and he'd say, did you see that? Did you see that guy tonight? I got to live with this guy all the time. How many times, Wilbon, did he do that? Like hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, and he, did. he was he was somebody who really liked to chat. Um and and 
that meant a lot to me. It wasn't just X's and O's. There was a real personality there. There was something larger than just the circumstance that you found him in. So I always, I found him very intriguing. I loved the way he played because he played that same way. And I know people say this, and they say it because they're right. It, were the, it was and were the attributes of Michael Jordan. He was the same in terms of the way he viewed competition and the way he viewed teammates and the way he viewed that thing which he did well. And I, I mean, I'm not saying he's as great a player as Michael Jordan. I won't say that. He's a great, great player. And I always enjoyed, as I enjoyed Jordan, in locker rooms. They stayed late, and they were giving, and they were real. I think I'm right on that, Wilbon. Yes? Well, yeah. You know, in my case, I got to the back half of the career. I mean, the first part of it, it was, it was writing for the Washington Post. And I was, I was around a lot, him a lot then, before PTI, the first few years or the early years of it. And then the last, you know, the back half of it, um, I was doing the show, but I was also doing a lot of NBA stuff. And I was in L.A. even. I would go across the street from the studio at the L.A. headquarters, and just it would just be post-game a lot. But I, the, 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 what, the thing I remember the most, and Greeny, you, you, you know, you talk about what's appropriate to say today. Mm-hmm. I, I just think the appreciation is appropriate. Whatever it is that you appreciate about him, and Tony just mentioned his. In my case, Kobe knew where I came from, where I come from, Chicago. He knew that I had grown up, you know, a Bulls fan, and he knew that, that I thought Jordan was the greatest. And sometimes after games, it was more than sometimes, it's happened quite a few times. After Kobe would have a game with like a 40-point, 10-rebound, you know, just a dazzling, ridiculously Kobe-like game, when the press, when the media is outside the locker room standing in line ready to go in, Kobe would often just sort of wander over, drift over, on the way into the doors of the locker room, wherever the game was. And I would get an elbow in the ribs or a knee or something like that, and he would lean close enough where I could hear and nobody else could hear, and he'd say, so what would your boy have gotten tonight? Would your boy have gotten 40 tonight? How do you think? What, what, what would your boy have done? What, what would the old man have done? And I would just uh, smile, cause, and I did ask him at one point, let me talk about this. He said, no, 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 people aren't going to understand. They're not. He's probably right. Kobe was right about almost all these things. And, he would, and so I would say, I'm going to call him. He goes, call the old man. Tell him. Tell him you're here. Tell him I have 44 tonight, because he probably wasn't watching on his black and white TV. Call the old man. <laughs> And it was just, you know, you saw that when you saw Michael Jordan's tears at the tribute. He knew, he already knew that. And he knew that Kobe felt that way about him. And, 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 and it was, a, it was an, a level of admiration which, between, you know, two of the great athletes in the history of American sport, a world sport, the world stage, that that kind of adoration uh, existed, and so I, I felt honored to be on the end of, of those barbs or be involved in that and to see that up close and personal. Tony and Michael from PTI with me here. Guys, I'll let you go in a minute. I so appreciate you doing this, but, but you made me think of something, Tony, with what you said, and I've never had the chance to ask you this um, because I know that you, you, you are a product of a different era and generation and that mm-hmm. your aspiration was always yep. to be a sports writer and a columnist in, in the classic sense. And so I just wonder, as you sort of look at your life now, how do you reconcile that with the fact that there's just no two ways about it? I mean, you have become a celebrity. You are, you are as famous yeah. as almost anyone that you cover. You play golf with presidents. Um, you know, you are, you, are, you are that. I play golf with Wilbon. That's more important. Okay. I play golf with Wilbon. <laughs> and that. 
Uh, how, how do you reconcile that? And, and as you look at your, your professional life, how, how do yeah. you put all of that into perspective? All I ever wanted to be was a newspaper sports writer. From the earliest moment that I had ambition, and I had ambition, that was what it was, newspaper sports writer. I did it at Newsday. I did it at the New York Times. I did it at the Washington Post, three of the best newspapers in the country. That would have been enough. This thing that happened, this television thing that happened to Mike and to me, was out of the blue and unexpected, and there apparently are second acts in America because I have had one. I look at it because it happened to me old, uh, and I was set in my ways by that point. I look at it with great amusement, and I look at it with, you know, great appreciation. Um, we are good at it. We know we're good at it. I just never thought it would happen. I enjoy it thoroughly. I really enjoy doing it. So, you know, you find out as people get older and older and older, and I'm old, why do they keep working? They keep working because they like what they do. And I really enjoy this, but honestly, and everybody who knows me knows this, it's the last thing on earth I expected. It's, it's you know, who, we used to, when you were a newspaper sports writer and radio guys came into the locker room after games, you were very dismissive of them. TV guys came in, you hated them. They were all these little pretty boys. You hated them. And, and I was among those people who, as sports writers, just hated them. And now I'm one of them. Not a pretty boy, but I'm one of them, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Mike, haven't you? Haven't you enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, while Green and I get to spend a lot more time, Tony, than you do talking to him, because we do this usually in Evanston, Illinois, of course, at a football yeah. game or a basketball mm-hmm. game or God knows what, he knows. I'm, I'm not... I'm not that different while being 10 years younger. I'm not that different. I never aspired to this. I love it. I love all, I love every second of it. I, I didn't have the, I didn't have the dismissiveness of others that you have, and we know that's a signature of yours. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, Greeny knows where I come from. I come from Fisk Hall, mm-hmm. you know, which is a Tony, because you don't know the building. It's a hundred year old building on the corner of the, the Southeast corner on the lake, right on the lake of Evanston's campus. And in that place, they might still be working on typewriters, on royal typewriters for all I know. That's what we did. That's what I aspired to. So I didn't aspire to this, even though I had people like Brett Musburger and Wendell Smith, who, who were columnists who were also on TV in Chicago. So I, it, this was not something that people take pioneers, and I go, stop. I saw people doing this when I was 10 years old. And so I never aspired to it. I'm grateful for it. And, uh, you know, days like yesterday make me – particularly grateful for it. When you sit and you watch something that we've had front row seats to, in many cases, in person, of course, and we've had a front row seat to the history of it, whether you're talking about the birthday of, of Kobe Bryant, what would have been the 42nd, whether you're talking about a young star in Luka Doncic or Jamal Murray and uh, Donovan Mitchell going for 50 each last night, which is insane. Uh, we've had front row seats to all this for a long, long time, and I, I ain't ready to give up mine yet. Somebody may pry me out of it, but I'm not ready to give it up voluntarily. Guys, I will not indulge upon this particularly often. I, I cannot tell you both how much I appreciate this. You know how much I admire both of you. Thank you for doing this today. Have a wonderful week. I, I really appreciate it. Okay, you got to agree. Go Caps. 
There they were from PTI, Tony Kornheiser, Michael Wilbon. We taped that right after I finished Get Up this morning. I'll mention you can follow Michael Wilbon on Twitter, at Real Mike Wilbon. And they're just, what can you say? I mean, they're icons and they're fascinating people. And people ask me about them all the time, I can tell you. And what I will tell you, and I, I know Michael alluded to it, we both we share an alma mater and we are both very close to Northwestern and love it. It's, it's in our, we both bleed purple. Um, so I see him a lot more often, but I've been around Tony enough to tell you that if you wonder what are those guys like, they're exactly like that. They're exactly the way you see them on television. And that's why they're so successful, because you can't put that stuff on. You can't be phony. You can be phony for a very short period of time. The phonies have very short careers. They have very short-lived success. The people who are genuinely themselves and manage to be fascinating because they themselves are fascinating are the ones who become PTI, who, who become as significant uh, figures in what they do as there have ever been. All right, as we continue next, a Monday motivation for my man E.T. You're going to love this one. And we will say good riddance to one of the truly terrible things in sports in the last 10 years. That's next. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. I want to explain quickly what it is I'm about to do for you. Uh, because we uh, we played this just once. We do it on Mondays. And last Monday was my launch, and, and I don't know if everyone was here with me then. Um, but one of the things that I have noticed is that if you are on social media, every single Monday, practically regardless of what else is happening in the world, hashtag Motivation Monday or Monday Motivation is always trending. People clearly need something to fire them up on Mondays to get their weeks started. And there is a motivational speaker I really like. His name is Eric Thomas. And I think his message is sensational. I think his presentation is sensational. And he's just a great guy. And so last week, he did a Motivation Monday for us. That one was to motivate me. His speech was to fire me up on my first day back on radio. Today, his motivation is for you. This is Eric Thomas with a message for you as you begin your week. It's a problem of motivation, all right? Motivation Monday. Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, E.T. Yo, it's the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking to you. It's the fourth quarter. No, I'm not talking about a game. I'm not talking about basketball or football. I'm talking about life. It's the fourth quarter. You know, like January, February, March. Yeah, like April, May, June. Yeah, guys, we're going into the fourth quarter. Come on, y'all. I know, I know. I know what you're thinking. E. 
This has been the worst year of my life. E, it's been bad. It's been ugly. E, I don't know what rock you've been under. E, but 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 E, we lose it. E, I know. But some of the greatest comebacks have been from teams who lost the first quarter, who lost the second quarter, who lost the third quarter, but they won the fourth quarter and won the game. So do me a favor. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. I know it's been bad, but let's not focus on how bad it's been. I know it's been ugly, but let's not focus on how ugly it's been. We're going into the fourth quarter. Let's focus on winning. Look, we still have time to make our financial goals a reality. We still have time to make those weight goals a reality. We still have time to make those relationship goals a reality. I know we lost. I know we all lost the first quarter. We all lost the second quarter. I know many of us lost the third quarter, but we can win the fourth quarter and win the game. We can make this the best comeback year Ever. So it's your boy E.T. saying, where your focus goes, your energy flows. We still have time to win the game. We still have time. So do me a favor. Now you know. Let's go. Derek Thomas. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. And I, I just think he's terrific. You can follow him on social media. He's all over Twitter. His handle is Eric Thomas BTC. And his message is just terrific. And, you know, in the years since I left ESPN Radio, I've done a lot of reading about a variety of different subjects involving psychology. And one of them is the power of positive thinking, literally optimism. There are books about that. Is it something that can be taught? I've always thought that being a pessimist was just something that you were born to be and something that you were destined to be if that was the case. And I am learning that it isn't. And so I believe strongly in people like Eric, whose message is that kind of positive, that, yes, this has been an excruciating year for all of us in different ways. And for many of us in ways that that are, I understand, that are, are totally irredeemable for those of us who've lost loved ones and so many other things that have happened. Um, but the one thing that we can control at all times is our approach to it. I think Eric has a wonderful message there, and I'll try and bring those to you. I hope that you get something out of it. Our Monday motivation brought to you by 5-Hour Energy Shots, Energy on the Go. Again, he's Eric Thomas. You can follow him all over the place, and he is just terrific. Okay, so now I want to talk about my um, my essay that I did this morning on television for you about the process. And if you haven't seen it, it is getting a great deal of reaction. I recommend you watch it on Instagram. You can go to my Instagram page, at ESPN Greeny on Instagram, and you can watch what Hembo and I put together. The way these these work, we do them on Get Up regularly. Hembo and I will come up with an idea. Sometimes he suggests it to me. Sometimes I suggest it to him. We decide we want to do one. He will send me a bunch of notes and I will write it up. And so we did that yesterday. And this morning I delivered what I described as good riddance to the process. And here's what I will tell you about the process, which I believe came to an end yesterday, because whatever it is that happens from this point forward, that's gone as far as it's going to go. They're not going any further than that. And here is what I can tell you. The process was the first and most famous example of organized tanking in sports. And as a consequence, it's a disgrace. Tanking is the worst thing in sports, the worst. You and I are obligated, we we, we are entitled to demand one thing of the teams that we follow. We are entitled to demand one thing from the players, the coaches, the owners, and the organizations that we all follow and all support financially and otherwise. And that is that when we watch a game, everybody's out there trying to win and everyone is putting everything they have into it. Now, don't get me wrong. The players on the floor, I believe, were trying their best. 
but the organization was doing the opposite. Purposely, they made no secret about it. And as a consequence, over a three-year stretch, they went 47 and 199. There have been three 25-game losing streaks in the entire history of the NBA. They had two of them in that three-year stretch. They made multiple NBA games for every single team over the course of three seasons, unwatchable and meaningless. So that's a disgrace. And my big fear was that it was going to work. But here's the problem. They got the execution wrong because they kept taking the wrong people. Now, I know a lot of people will point out if Sam Hinkie had remained there, who knows? We'll never know. Here's what I know. That's an organizational decision. You go all in on tanking to that degree, that's an organizational decision. And the organization took Jalil Okafer, number three overall. And the organization traded to take Markel Fultz. And I've got a lot of people on social media telling me that I'm acting as though everyone knew, everyone thought Markel Fultz was going to be a bust. No, obviously not. But when you make these decisions, you know, they don't get judged based upon what they looked like when you made them. They get judged in hindsight. That's why their job is harder than mine. My job is to talk about whether it worked or not. At the end of the day, Markel Fultz had more DNPs than he did made field goals as a sixer. And Jason Tatum, who they could have just taken, Instead, Boston gets him two spots later, plus a number one. He just scored 108 points in a four-game sweep of the Sixers. So you tell me. You tell me how it worked. And so what I hope, as one who believes in competition and one who believes in sports, I've spent my entire life placing a disproportionate value on sports. I hope that what this becomes is a cautionary tale, that there are no guarantees, no matter how bad you are. And that this will be a, a cautionary tale that will keep people from wanting to do it. From looking at a situation and saying, let's just be as bad as we can be and try and catch lightning in a bottle with draft picks. Because that's what they tried to do. And in the end, Simmons and Embiid, who they have, who are terrific, who are great players, have won a combined total together of 10 postseason games and have missed 383 games along the way between them. That's where they are. So that's what the process was. Maybe they'll get a new coach in there next year and they'll keep this group together and we'll see how it turns out. That's up to them. Not my decision to make. And I bear no ill will. I love Embiid. Simmons, I think, is very limited. Embiid, I think, is phenomenal. But I think they've gone about as far as they're going to go. And I hope the lifelong lesson is tanking is not only a scourge in sports, but at its max, it doesn't work. It certainly didn't hear. Let's hear from you. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, our guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Coming up next, I will identify the most underappreciated person in sports today. That's next. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right. Busy before we run today. Greeny with you. Delighted that you are here. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance, my guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. I'll get to the most underappreciated great in sports today coming up. I'm just looking at some of the reaction that's flying in. I'll remind you, anytime you want to get in touch with me, just use the hashtag Greeny. Hashtag Greeny on Twitter, and we'll find it and we'll read some of these here. And I'm, I'm looking at some. Eric Solomon, 718 on the Sixers, tweets me, The front office built a team that has talent but isn't built to win in today's NBA. Start over with a new GM and coaching staff and go from there. The question is, who are you starting over around? Are you keeping Embiid and Simmons? Osvaldo Martins tweets at me, they absolutely need to hang on with both, meaning Simmons and Embiid, but with a different HC, a good HC, Greeny, so they need a new coach. Jamie Green tweets, Brett Brown is the one to replace. Seems like a nice guy, but he's been able to bring these young guys up and bring out their best. That seems like a foregone conclusion that Brown is going to be replaced. They're responding to the poll question that I put up yesterday, and boy, this is as close as it gets. I asked, with the Sixers swept out of the NBA playoffs, the question is, who do they need to move on from? Embiid, Simmons, both or neither? It just closed. The poll just closed. And the winner was neither. But listen how close this was. 27% say neither. Keep them both. 26% say move on from Simmons. 25% say move on from Embiid. 22% say move on from them both. That is the closest poll that I've ever put up by far. So again, make sure you're with me on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. Tweet your thoughts. Use the hashtag Greeny. And we can talk purely Patrick tweets me. The process hype heralded both these guys as generational talents. Embiid can't stay healthy. Simmons is always about to break out. I think they are both generational talents. I think Embiid, I'm about to say something that's going to make a lot of people mad, is a poor man's Luka Doncic. He's what Luka Doncic would be if Luka Doncic couldn't shoot. So Ben Simmons is a brilliant player, but he has a fatal flaw to his game that is literally fatal. We use the we overuse the term fatal flaw. His is genuinely fatal. If you can't shoot, you can only be so good. And Embiid's flaw is obvious. He just can't trust his health. Anyway, keep those coming. I want to tell you who I think is the most underappreciated person in sports today, and it made me feel so good to see him getting attention yesterday. And the proof is in the fact that he had no social media to even see it. The proof is in the fact that he is the least self-aggrandizing person in the most self-aggrandizing business in America. But he's Mike Breen. Mike Breen's double bang call yesterday, thanks to LeBron James tweeting about it, was trending. Mike Breen's name was trending, but he's probably the only person who doesn't know that because he's not on social media. He is just the most unassuming, egoless selfless, great broadcaster that we have. And as I say, the proof is in the humility, but ultimately with the broadcaster, the proof is in the call. Finney Smith to inbound. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! 
Uh, who else would you rather have calling that moment? And it's a spectacular call. And again, LeBron tweeted about the double bang and it starts training and everyone made a big deal of it. And I'll tell you this. The last time I saw Breen, I was at a game. I brought my family to a game at the Garden, a Nick game. I, this is sometime last year. And I saw Mike and we just chatted briefly and he was very nice with my kids and all that. And then I watched him walking around the Garden. And I can tell you, for a person who has been the play-by-play voice of the Knicks for as long as he has, going back to the radio, and who has been as prominent uh, a sports voice as he has for as long as he has. He's been around longer than I have, and I've been around forever. He just kind of walks around the Garden, and and people don't, don't treat him like he's a huge deal. I guess people have just gotten used to him, and they've gotten used to the fact that they have the best announcer. But that guy is the most underappreciated, awesome announcer that we have in sports. The proof is in the call, and the proof is in the Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. All right, with all the talk about Luka Doncic today, we have not talked about the other player in that series who is going a very long way towards determining the outcome, but in the wrong direction. And that's Paul George, who is a superstar and a great player, and it's just flat playing awful. I mean, he's just been terrible. Just how bad has it been? Listen to this. Listen to this fascinating stat. The Elias Sports Bureau sent me this. Paul George is the first player to shoot under 25% from the floor in three straight playoff games since Bob Cousy in 1960. That is 60 years ago. You have to go back to that, to the last player who shot this badly in three straight playoff games. Now, here's what I'll say about Paul George. He's a brilliant player. He will play better, and they will win this series because the Mavericks, as much as I enjoy them and as much as I love Luka, are a flawed team. They're not a great team. They're an extraordinarily exciting team. But the Clippers will win this. But if they're going to go as far as they want to go, If they want to be a championship team this year, Paul George is going to have to turn it around completely. I firmly believe he will play better. Look, he's one guy who contributes even when he's not shooting. But what's remarkable is that late in that game, they don't even look in his direction. In a game in which there were eight lead changes in overtime and a a magnificent fourth quarter, they're not even looking in his direction. Now, he's still ding people up and he's still contributing, but he's going to have to play much better if they're going to do anything of consequence in this postseason. And again, I wouldn't bet against it. He's too good a player. I I don't know what's going on here, but at some point it has to become mental. He's going to have to get out of it because they need him badly. He's a great player and he needs to be. I think the Clippers will win this series either way, but they're going to need him if they're going to go any further than that. That's our fascinating stat for today, which is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. I'll finish it by saying again, happy birthday yesterday to Kobe Bryant and all of our love to his family with hope that all the love you are feeling from all corners of the earth, from all of us whom Kobe touched, are lifting you during this excruciating time. See you tomorrow morning on Get Up. Greeny, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.